You're listening to Sports and More with Chris and Tom. Welcome back. It's the guys with the faces for radio and the voices for a silent movie. This is Sports and More with Chris and Tom. I am Chris. And I am Tom. And yes, we are back. We are on a brief hiatus. Part of it was not our fault. Um, neither one was our fault. Let's go, let's go right into that one. Um, so where have we been the past two weeks? Probably what you're wondering. We actually recorded an episode. Google screwed us. So Google meet is what we do all of our, all of our recordings from. And in the middle of the recording, we didn't notice, or at the beginning of the recording, whenever it was, it did not record the meeting. So we had about an hour 20 Yep, about, of audio. Yeah. They're about hour fifteen, hour twenty of audio yeah. with a guest, even. Yeah, and got nothing out of it. So we're gonna bring that content to you another time when we have a chance to re-record it. But this is the thirty-fourth episode we've done. Thirty-third <laughs> recorded. So welcome <laughs> yeah, to episode thirty-three. And then last week was Easter. And uh, Chris, why don't you tell them what happened last weekend for you? Yeah, so I got the second dose of the Moderna uh, Moderna COVID vaccine on Good Friday. So I didn't go to church Good Friday evening just in case I got a bad reaction in the evening. I just did online ju- just in case. Woke up the next morning, and let's just say my head felt like it was used as an animal for a blacksmith, and all my joints had been stretched out to putty, and my back was aching. I was out of it for Saturday morning. I was just done. So I stayed on the couch the whole day outside the few times like my dog potty. So I was on the couch Saturday and I, it was so bad. I took ibuprofen and times I despise using medicine of any kind to feel better. So it was that bad, yeah. but I felt better. So Easter Sunday felt like nothing had happened just fine. So and, one and that's day, good. Yeah. That that's good that you only had one bad day, but I knew it was bad when he told me he took ibuprofen because the last time you took ibuprofen was when you got real sick, like flu, you know, bad from all sides, uh, flu last year before we went to that battle Hawks game. And uh, yeah, you know, I, I throw ibuprofen in like candy. I probably take it about three times, four times a week if we're being conservative. So, it, I mean, for, for, for me, you know, taking ibuprofen, that's not that, that big a deal. But I know your stance on, on trying to kind of let your body work itself out. And so for you to kind of give in and say, hey, give me some Motrin, give me some Advil, that, that says something. But glad to see that it really was only about a day or so yeah. and then you felt felt great the next day felt fine the next day and you've oh. been doing well since then yeah. so um happy to hear yeah it was really by the evening i felt fine but i knew the next morning i woke up okay we're back to normal is not the medicine doing anything now it's just me feeling fine so i was like okay good one bad day and then covid free uh, covid immunity potentially because it's only it's nine percent effective as far as we know so I could be the 10% is not effective for it, but hey, I'll take my chances with 90% for sure rather than 100%. I don't know. There you go. And and really to we're not we're not saying yes or no to, no. to getting your vaccine because that is that's uh, your decision no. to uh, do or or to to not do. Um, but just seeing from from what you've told me about about going out and doing it, and uh, my wife has actually gotten um, both of hers. 
Um, she said the same thing. It's like little ache, little headache. Um, for her, she downplays a lot of her pain. And so uh, who, who knows? She's tougher than me, though. I mean, and that's no secret. So she she said the same thing, though. It was like about a day for a headache and then okay after that. And so, uh, I mean, for for folks that are, are pondering whether they want to do this or not, it's good to have a you know one person's perspective and experience on it just so if they decide to go out and get it that i mean they kind of know a little bit of what some people have yeah. gone through um but also know that there is light at the end of the tunnel of that yeah. aching pain that you yeah. might get from it yeah. and and also knowing that you might not yeah oh yeah i've heard of people who don't get any reactions to my grandma who's i think 93 92 years old felt nothing Felt nothing. Wow. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, so I felt bad. My brother who's in the army felt bad, but my grandma who's 92 years old felt nothing. Go figure. That's one people. tough cookie. Yeah. That is so, one tough cookie. Go figure. Well, hey, to each your own. And uh, hopefully uh, if uh, you decide to get your, your vaccinations, it's not a bad experience for you. But moving on from there, we have a few highlights to share from you. Both are related to the masters this weekend. And yes, uh, one of them I know, Chris, yeah, it's it's not exactly a master's topic, but Hideki Matsuyama uh, sco scored a uh, 10 under par, won the master by one stroke over Will uh, Zalatoris. Uh, he is the first Japanese man to win uh, a major championship and to make it a, a uh, the master's at at that that's incredible and so um i i don't really watch golf i i followed it loosely this weekend um obviously it's a, a huge event and so um that'd be great i mean it's, it's awesome for uh him because he, i actually saw something that 10 years ago he was um like the low amateur winner there's like a low amateur event at the masters or or uh, in uh at majors uh around the PGA Tour where they just get amateur players. They don't get any money, obviously, because that's what amateur means. Um, but he was a low amateur winner 10 years ago. And now, you know, 10 years later, one decade later, he's winning the Masters. That's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. That, that's awesome. That's pretty cool that he's also the first Japanese player to win the Masters. Like, oh, well, we'll go figure. It's probably been a while. It probably took a while because I don't think there were many Japanese players up until like maybe like the, what, the 60s or 70s probably for golf. So, Fairly recent, given yeah. the history of golf, so, yeah, so the the lengthy history of golf. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that that's great to see. I mean, um, and and you want to see the guys that like they they've been playing golf a long time and yeah. they've moved from amateur up to the the pro tour. So for them to for this guy to actually you know kind of move his his way up the ranks, mm -hmm. um, and and still show that he's I mean he was good as an amateur because obviously he won an amateur yeah. uh, event, but now he's he's making it on the the PGA tour. That's that's great. That's that's the dream. I mean, yeah. for you and I, we grew up baseball fans, and so the the dream uh, that in in that regard is is making it to the bigs. This is the the equivalent yeah. for um, golfers. I mean, the master it doesn't get any bigger than the Masters. It, so no, it does not. Kudos to uh, Mats Matsuyama. I think I think uh, yeah. was his name. Uh, congrats to him. And also related to the Masters. Uh, sorry to say to all you single ladies who were interested in Trevor Lawrence, he got married this weekend. And how does that, what does that have to do with the masters? The next day he went to the masters with his new wife. So, I mean, yeah, that's, that's my, that's my segue. It's <laughs> nothing more than that. But uh big, big thing with that was, um, I guess they had the, um, uh, the kind of publicized, um, 
medical exams for top draft prospects, yeah. prospects this weekend, yeah. and he skipped that that for I'd say a pretty good reason yeah. um, to get hitched. So yeah. I mean, it shows you where his priorities are. Longtime girlfriend obviously had this planned out a long time ago, but also showed that bit of a power move uh, on his part because I mean he does, he doesn't need to be in front of a million people getting um, blood drawn. Reflexes checked and turning his head and coughing. I mean, he's he, he's he's still probably going to be the number one draft pick. Yeah. So for him to be able to go and and get married, there's the dream too, man. Um, so yeah. for for him, like that's that's good for him, and also celebrating by going to the Masters, historic weekend. I mean, when you're the number one overall draft pick and there's no not a doubt in the world, you kind of don't have to show up, especially when you're coming off a shoulder surgery on your left shoulder. You're not going to be 100. percent exactly anyway so i was like why am i going to go there when people know i have a shoulder injury that i'm recovering from surgery from so why should i go there plus i'm getting married plus i'm going to the masters screw this i don't need to be here right and and really these these medical exams they know that um these players are in probably the best shape of their lives um so it's it's not for you know physical appearance or it's it's for like those underlying things that they maybe didn't see, like, hey, this guy's got hypertension and we didn't see it, or, or something like like that. Is he really worth the risk? And so, something like that. And that that's kind of what those what those last medical exams, why they're um, a part of the draft uh, process, is to make sure that these guys are healthy on the inside. Um, because obviously, we can see from the outside they're they're chiseled specimens. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's it's to make sure you know heart, lungs, and everything else is working great, so that there's no surprises after they get drafted. Yep. And those I mean, things still come up, but I mean, uh, at least they, they would have an idea of something now. Right. And they might be able to see like some childhood injury, like maybe someone sprained their wrist in high school, how mm -hmm. to heal, right? Because sometimes those things come back to bite you in the butt every once in a game. But I think for Trevor Lawrence, whose only injury is that shoulder tear they had, that usually is something that could come back. On the non-throwing shoulder. Too. Yeah, so On I was like, non -throwing non -throwing. so he could still play with that throughout the entire season. Yeah, it would suck. It hurt. I mean, Trubisky played with that. Not comparing Lawrence and Trubisky. Not comparing the <laughs> people. Say, man. I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that Trubisky actually can do that. So if he could do it, I'm pretty sure Lawrence could do it. So we're going to call it good on that regard. But with that being said, let's get into an MLB standings update before we get into a Weighty, heavy uh, subject matter, as you guys can tell by the the title of the of the episode. It's going to be rough, so we apologize for breaking our rules because we kind of don't have a choice in the matter. Yeah, but please don't click away. We no. we want to the, the purpose of the topics that we're going to talk about is to get our thoughts, and, and and that's just two people's opinions. And we would love to hear from you all too. But we'll get into that after the standings update. So, Chris, yeah. go ahead and tell us what's happening in the world of MLB standings. Yeah, so in the AL East, uh, shocker, the Red Sox, who traded away all the good players, are 6-3, and three, leading the AL East by two games right now, which is a shock. The AL Central is a cluster mess with a changing by the day. The Indians are currently in first place at 5-3. and three. I know I think I, think I had the Twins you know, on the ones that you played changed yesterday into today, mm -hmm. so it's now the right. Indians up, up a half game on the Royals. In the West, you have the Astros and Angels tied for – first. I'm sorry, the Asterix, sorry. My bad there, <laughs> are tied at first at six and three. In the NL East, again a cluster mess with the Phillies at five and three and the Braves at four and four. And yes, they have the Nationals who have only played six games in dead last. I think they're the only team that's played. I think they and the Mets are the only two teams who have played less than uh, nine games. 
or eight games at least. So they've had some rain delays, so probably some bad weather for their games. In the NL Central, which is always a kooky division in April, the Reds, yes, the Reds are in first place at six and three, which is typically how this thing goes. The Reds are in first place for about three weeks, and then the season really starts and they become in fourth place and irrelevant by June. So this is normal for all you Brewers, Cardinals, Cubs fans. This is normal happenings in the division. Just sit through, just get through April, and then we'll have real baseball start again. And then right, I'm tired of uh, taking it from the Pirates. Oh, geez. They were 1-64 this series started. So it, oh. the, Cubs, the Cubs have just been helping them out now. So It hurts. Yeah, it, hurts. it, it uh, doesn't look pretty for Cubs. And the best team in baseball, the Dodgers, are 8-2 are and two with a one-game lead over the second-best team in baseball, the San Diego Padres, at 7-3. So what we thought – what you expect from the West, you're getting from the West. Dodgers, Padres, the two powerhouses trying to duke it out for the division – and we'll see how, who they face in the long run because the East looks weak, the Central looks weak. Is Dodgers and Padres probably down to the wire in the National League, and in the American League is a cluster mess. Everyone's like at five hundred or below. It's it's kind of it's, it's mayhem over there. Yeah, and uh, but like you said, it's it's early on in the season. Yeah. We're we're within the first. Um, month of the season, and uh, it, it's it's to be expected. It's only really after we've been playing for about a month or so that um, a better picture starts to um, kind of be presented in front of the league. And so I'm not worried at this point. Does it suck to lose to the Pirates? Yes. But, I mean, it's uh, as a Cubs fan, it's a long season. Um, we, we've seen some lackluster – um, pitching, but uh, don't forget hitting. <laughs> hitting. I mean, that's there's that, but I, I mean, that's how bad it it is. Is I, I think our pitching is worse right now. Uh, we don't really want to get into too much of what's wrong with the Cubs at this point, but what we do want to just acknowledge is April is kind of has, has always been kind of a sucky part of the season. Once we get past that speed bump, then uh, we'll be able to get a better idea of what the season's going to look like. Yeah, which is why the sixty game season last year was so weird because. You thought you thought you think about it. The Cubs won the division, and looking at the roster we had, if it was a 162 game season, I would not have picked this to win that division. There's no, no way in heck. I, I, I agree. But that 60 game season, we got in a good tear to start the season, and we pretty much had like a five game lead for like the whole season. There's nothing anyone could do to catch us at that point. It was like, all right, we have this in the bag, and because we went like 15 and two to start the year, it's over. We won the division. Yep. But in this season, it's going to be more of a traditional season. Well, in the respect of the two games, is nothing ordinary when it comes to the All-Star game and the MLB draft because, well, here comes the haymaker of politics killing sports and now has sucking seat into baseball and trying to kill it. Uh, so the All-Star game, as all of you have known, has moved from the Atlanta, Georgia, hot Atlanta to Denver, Colorado. Now, what happened? What causes? Well, Chris has a timeline of events that's, it, it, the more general with some dates on about what happened. So the story begins March 25th, 2021, when the Georgia governor, Brian Kemp, who is a Republican, signed into law a voting bill that was passed along party lines in, in the Georgia Congress. Those party lines were Republicans, yay, Democrats, nay. Uh, which Democrats in Georgia and the national media have been calling the bill Jim Crow 2.0 long before the bill was passed. On March 26, 2021, MLBPA Executive Director Tony Clark, MLBPA stands for Major League Baseball Players Association, 
Uh, so the the executive director Tony Clark sent an interview with the Boston Globe. Uh, sorry, the Boston Globe for the from Boston that he looked forward to discussing moving the MLB All Star Game and that the players were aware of what was going on in Georgia. I put aware in quotation marks because we'll get into the laws later on. Uh, on March thirty first, twenty twenty one, President Joe Biden during in, an interview at ESPN. Uh, with Sage Steele, yes, I know it's ESPN. I call it ESPCNN because it's a political network. It's not really a sports channel anymore. So he fully supported the MLBPA trying to move the All-Star game out of Georgia. He also called it Jim Crow on steroids, obviously a nod to baseball and the steroid pass, and also bashed the Texas Rangers for opening the stand without any capacity limitations whatsoever. freaking ever. As a baseball fan, just saying it's awesome. Just saying, yeah. but 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 I, I, I understand the health concerns. I understand those. As a baseball fan, I like it. Health concerns, I understand that you can be concerned about that. On April 2nd, 2021, a dark day in the baseball world, MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred announced that he will be that they will be moving the Ulster game and MLB draft from Atlanta due to the passage of the vote, New Georgia voting bill. As reported by Outkick, the coverage, only 50 players sent letters to MLB Rob Manfred requesting the Ulster game be moved. 50. Let me get that. You heard that right, 50 out of 1,000 players. All right, just saying, that's that's a low number. The Braves did not support the decision. They were ardently against it. Of those in favor of it, there's some major names like uh, Magic Johnson, who's the minor, a minority owner of the Dodgers. Not saying that because he's black, but saying because he has a minor share of the ownership. Clarifying that for all of you who do not understand what minority ownership means in sports. Also, uh, Red Sox minority owner LeBron James, Marlon CEO Derek Jeter, Dodgers manager Dave Roberts and Nationals manager Dusty Baker all came out in favor of this decision. Notice how none of those people are from Atlanta. On April 6, 2021, the MLB announced that they will be moving the Ulster game to where, 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 where? Denver, Colorado. Meanwhile, the Milwaukee mayor was also making a strong push for this game to be relocated to Milwaukee. I, I don't understand. I, I think they wanted to move it to Milwaukee because they're going to honor Hank Aaron during the All-Star game in Atlanta because he spent most of his, his career in Milwaukee with the Braves, the Braves were in Milwaukee. It would make sense to move it to Milwaukee. That would seem logical. But, Just about anywhere but Denver. Sorry. It, it, yeah, it, it would make sense. And then October 9th, 9th, this is something I don't have in our notes, but something I remembered. It popped into my brain this evening. On uh, 2021, uh, Reds minority owner Kent, what? April 9th. You said October 9th. Sorry. Uh, April 9th. Sorry. Wow. Wow. That's <laughs> we we fast forwarded a long time. Yeah. Sorry. I did not go to the future. I am not a time traveler. I apologize. I do not have a TARDIS. <laughs> I do not have a time machine. I am just a regular Joe Schmo here talking on the radio. Uh, Reds minority owner Ken Blackwell. Uh, during an interview with Fox Business, said the MLB commissioner didn't do his homework in moving the MLB also game and suggested that there will probably be economic a economic price to pay for the hypocrisy in the move. And I'm going. Uh, I, that's where I want to jump in. Okay, and I, and, no, and no, I, I that, appreciate you that, that's the um, giving us the the timeline because it moved rather quickly. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. So the economic downfall uh, of this this decision. That one week alone for All Star Week mm -hmm. would have brought in a over a hundred million dollars in revenue, mm -hmm. and also provided thousands of jobs, even temporary jobs, to um, uh, employees working All Star events. And I mean, this is this is not just you know all going to the Braves. This is including uh, based on history of prior All Star. Uh, events and um, other major sports um, events 
that local businesses benefit from this because of the the tourism revenue that's brought in. Hundred million dollars brought into the city of Atlanta, a, a mostly minority uh, uh, populated area that now is going to Denver, Colorado, which is not a major uh, uh, mostly a minority. It is it is not a minority populated area. I mean, we're we're going pasty white, uh, Denver, Colorado. And so, I mean, this is, the, and, and what uh, I know that we'll get into uh, more of, of the comparison between the two locations, but th think about, you know, this is why people are saying that this was not thought out properly by, by Rob Mandras, uh, <laughs> Manfred, excuse me. This is going back to our, my autocorrect from uh, months ago. Yeah. It is, it, it, we're now punishing the city of Atlanta economically mm -hmm. and benefiting a, a another state that uh, if, if we're true about what it's about uh, the, the best thing to do is to keep this all-star game in atlanta to benefit the city and surrounding businesses so that, that's all that i'm saying from a an economic standpoint it makes absolutely no sense to move it from atlanta because now you are punishing to let that's a hundred million dollars in lost revenue and now you have those folks that would have been working during the All-Star break not working, at least as it related, relates to MLB employees. Mm -hmm. So now you're, you're, losing, you're costing some people who are working at events like this at um, the, the Brave Stadium, you're costing them payroll. You're not costing them income. You're, you're costing businesses income. You're costing local tourism revenue that uh, we don't, I mean, this one week is more than any other month combined, uh, any other uh, uh, month, four weeks combined in a season. And, and you're now going to give that to another city in the country out of your opinion. Yep. So, uh, so that, that's all from an economic standpoint. It is a terrible decision. And I mean, that's what I'm, where I'm going to leave it before we get into some other things. So, Chris, what are your thoughts on the economic side of this? Okay, so the economic side of this, I, I read that the report from the Cobb County, um, I believe one of their, uh, come on, I can't remember the title of this dude. He's a Cobb County official who said there's $100 million being lost in revenue, which made sense because when you build a budget for something, for your for anything like a business, I know in my in my company we build our everything our, we're doing around. If we have a special project, we know we can spend a little bit more money here and there because the special project will bring extra revenue that we normally wouldn't have. So we address other things. Thank the good Lord we had a special project during COVID that did not get canceled because it kept a lot of people around that we may have had let go mm -hmm. because of the pandemic. But there were some economic experts who suggested that this would have zero effect on Atlanta and the Cobb County area, which I said, I, I read the argument and I said, um, this makes no sense. This is someone who does not understand numbers. I don't know how they call themselves an economist right. because it's just a, it was a nonsensical argument on, uh, as on CNBC, I was reading because I was trying to get some neutral ish. Well, that, that tells you anything. <laughs> I was trying to get something neutral ish, something that was not as, that had something from both sides of the argument, so I could read both sides of it. And I read the side that said there's going to be no economic loss. I'm like, you're essentially saying that well, because there's no gain, there's no loss. I'm like, but you account for the gain when you make your budget, therefore it is a loss. Thus, it's a loss no matter what. You can say that this normally wouldn't happen, but 
when you're expecting something to happen, you plan for it to happen and you plan everything else around that. So it, it is a exactly. lot. And in, in the, t- the, the pandemic time that we are still in, um, the, the time of COVID where there are, there are certain um, protocols and, and um, uh, boxes to check mm-hmm. before having an event or opening your business, um, you, you can guarantee that these folks knowing that this was coming to Atlanta and, and that by these folks, I mean, area businesses, um, uh, hotels included, restaurants, shops, um, were planning for this well in advance to be able to abide by that. And, and much of uh, what would have to happen would probably also need to be making accommodations to allow larger crowds than you are used to on a normal um, yeah. week of games in, in Atlanta, because this is, this would not have been a normal game of weeks or oh, no. week of games, excuse me. No. Um, and, and so, uh, I mean, and, and let's also think about those that um, they're increasing their inventory because they know that they're going to sell it. So, mm-hmm. I mean, is that not a loss now, according to those uh, CNBC economists? No, they, they bought the inventory anyway uh, now, so it doesn't matter. Well, no, because they, they knew that they were going to be have a, a higher amount of traffic coming through their businesses. And yes, we're, we're talking about restaurants and shops and, and everything. Um, any other type of business that would, would uh, have inventory to sell and, and maybe even stockpile inventory to sell at a later date, now will be sitting on inventory for a longer time, which increases your um, AR turnover. Your, 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 excuse me, your, uh, you, you don't, it's not your AR turn, turnover, your, your payable turnover because you don't have the cash on hand to pay off your payables. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, uh, which they would have been uh, uh, getting an increased amount on during that week. And so now if you're saying that there is no economic effect because it hasn't happened yet, then that's that's failing to, it, it, like you said, bringing the, the fact there could have been an event and an increase in revenue into the conversation at all shows that there is a loss because there was a potential gain. By saying that there is no physical gain, so therefore is no physical loss, it is uh, is not valid because there was a gain, there was a potential gain. You, uh, this is this is taking into account um, you know economic markets ebb and flow, and this would have been one of those those upturn weeks that take a lot of businesses into the black. And uh, for mm-hmm. for that, for economic projections were on the rise for that week in July. And so for that reason, you cannot say that there was no loss because economic projections were on the incline. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of businesses that could be that could, they could have kept their doors open. There might be businesses going out of business Absolutely. because of this, because they could have said, okay, we're going to be doing bad, doing bad, doing bad. If we, get, if we can get to July, we'll get a massive increase in revenue and we'll cover our books for the entire year. We can hang on this loss for the first half of the year because we know this is coming down the pipeline. Now if this is going away, yep. we may lose more businesses because they do not have this income coming in that they otherwise would have gotten. That is a possibility that we had to uh, deal with in with this because it is it could happen. And think about also um, small businesses that maybe oh, yeah. um, talk, to, talk to a bank to get a loan mm-hmm. to get them to July. Yep. Because, because the banks know. Banks in, in Atlanta, let, let's say that they, they gave a, a, a small mom-and-pop restaurant um, a loan to, to be able to um, cover their inventory, cover their supplies, cover everything to get through July, knowing that they're going to have a big week of business, 
Um, and I, I mean, a restaurant may not be the, the best idea, but you get, you get the point is uh, a small business that is on the verge of collapsing, but the bank and everybody involved knows that we have this big week of business coming up in July. Uh, if, if we can get this business there, it will benefit to the bank too. Mm -hmm. Now, both bank, well, well not the bank is, is going to have to get, um, get paid, mm -hmm. but this business that took a loan contingent upon this week of, of uh, increased revenue happening now is screwed because now not only do they own, owe, owe that loan back, they owe it plus interest and they don't have the cash to pay it back because they didn't get the increased revenue that they were expecting. So Rob Manfred really created a, an economic disaster in the city of Atlanta. Also, don't forget about the economic disaster in the league because this is going to turn fans off from watching baseball games. This is going to hurt ratings. I mean, we saw we the NBA. If you guys have not been paying attention to the ratings, they're getting beaten out on a daily basis by AEW, All Elite Wrestling, which is a new wrestling organization that started up two years ago to challenge WWE. They're getting beaten out by a bunch of old 40-plus-year-old wrestlers who are over the hill past their primes and this is the NBA with superstar athletes, and they're losing out to AEW. I mean, I'm a huge wrestling fan, as, as Tom knows, but if you're going to be, there's no way the NBA should be getting beat by AEW on a regular basis. It just should not happen. It should not as a major, happen. As a major sports organization, no. you would think that it shouldn't happen. No. But we also saw um, during the NBA season that. Um, one night of the NBA Finals was beaten out by uh, Tucker Carlson. Oh, jeez, yeah. So, I mean, even even non-sports TV uh, shows are beating out the NBA. And, you know, I hear that the, the MLB is going that, that same way. I, I you know, I, I'm an American through and through. I'm a patriot. I love, uh, you know, Baseball, hot dogs, apple pie, and Chevrolet. I don't know. That's just, that's just the, the way the song You don't goes. like apple pie, though. I've always – I, no, I do like Oh, no, no, my bad. That's, that's pumpkin pie. Pumpkin my bad. pie. Pumpkin my bad. pie. Wrong pie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I've, I've loved baseball for as long as I can remember. But th decisions like this and how haphazardly that they were made, it, it, uh, it makes me not want to support the MLB. And this is just my opinion. I'm not going to speak for Chris. I'm not going to speak for uh, any of our, our listeners or any of the the. Uh, audience that's that's taking this in but it makes me not want to support it because i don't i don't agree with the decision that was made especially from an economic standpoint because i can see the benefit that would have happened in the city of atlanta and how it, it was it seemed to be an emotional response from the commissioner and so that that's but but also at the same time i don't want to see baseball take a nosedive because i love this sport so much I understand your your frustration because we want politics out of sports. Sports should bring us together, not divide. Absolutely. And the problem is, well, I'm a Cubs fan, as everyone knows. The problem is, the Cubs are on marquee TV, which you have to pay extra money to get on your Comcast and stuff like that. And there's like that's half the games. Well, my bad. That's 120 of the 162 games they play. I'm right now watching most of the games because they're on marquee. It's like, well, what the heck am I? I'm right now watching the games because I because of that. So. You're, you're not incentivizing me to get it because of this now. So that's the other problem that you have. You have to incentivize us to pay more right. money. So, But we have to get into this Georgia law and discuss what's in it and compare it because we need to give people some more clarity as to the situation. I, the law right. we, is, we outlined the We outlined the economic effects of this, but what actually 
was this this yeah. Jim Crow 2.0 and um, the other names that it has been in, been Jim done and, and the reason that the, uh, yes on steroids and and the reason that there was such a knee jerk re reaction um, to this uh, and know this that Chris and I are really trying hard to um, present this as diplomatically as possible, but a, a political topic as this is. Um, it's very hard for us to do. We're also we're frustrated as baseball fans um, and individuals. That's probably number well. one right there. Um, so <laughs> the first we're, we're they trying they to present this as calmly as possible yeah. too. Just, just know that if if we start to kind of get a little animated, um, it's because we we don't like where where the league is 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 going where where it seems the league is going in their responses to situations that are non-baseball related yeah. so just have that going in that that is our mindset of of why we want to talk about this yep all right so let's break this out i picked out seven big things from the georgia law that everyone probably should know id such as driver's license or sandy are required to vote in person or absentee so yeah you need an id to vote i believe that's common in most states there's some that don't i don't i don't have a number for you guys i just know that that's is fairly commonplace. I know in Illinois, I believe we have to have an ID to vote in person. Uh, the registration, registration for voting ends on October 4th of 2021, so you have to register about a month in advance before you can vote. Uh, you have 17 days for early in-person voting, and the hours are from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. They're not until 3 p.m. or 5 p.m., whatever uh, Biden said on the ESPN interview. He was wrong on that one. It was clearly say in the bill is from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Absentee ballots must be requested 78 days or more prior to the election. So you have to request to vote absentee about two, almost three months in advance. And you can do that without any reason. So you could be just not wanting to go in person. You can request an absentee, absentee ballot. That's fine. It's okay. Ballots cannot be universally mailed out to residents. So you can't just say everyone who is a, uh, everyone who lives at this address, here's a ballot. Uh, mail and drop boxes are codified now, so they're now legal to have these. Before, it was a special thing they did because it was COVID, because they did this mail-in voting. So now it's codified and legal, but you can only drop in uh, uh, your ballot at the boxes during the early voting period, so 17 days, and during those hours of 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And you can only have a box for the lesser of one for every 100,000 active registered voters in the county, which means if you have 999, if you have 99,999 res, uh, registered voting voters in the county, there will be there will not be a mail-in drop box. That's what the law indicates there, based on the numbers and based on how I read it and how it's been interpreted by other legal experts who I looked up. Food and water can be provided by election workers. So if you work at the at the election site, you can provide food and water to anyone standing in line, but not by anyone else uh, within 150 feet of a polling place or 25 feet of someone standing in line. So if you're not working at the election site as a election day worker, you cannot give food or water to someone in line because that can be uh, seen as uh, – uh, politicking to help someone to help a cause by trying to gift give to help someone vote. That's how that's interpreted by many in the world of that's why you can't give gifts to get people to vote is to try to prevent people from being persuaded the day of voting by a gift is trying. So they're trying to prevent bribery is how it's being 
persuaded by the Georgia, the Georgia GOP and by the GOP at large. The Democrats are saying that this is just saying you can't give anyone food and water, which when it was first released, that's what it sounded like, but then it was clarified by the governor, no, election aid workers can provide food and water. It's just that we don't want anyone else doing that to try to prevent uh, politicking, as it were. He also did suggest that you could have a pizza delivered in line. Uh, I don't know about that. The legal, I don't know how legal that is, given how the law is written, but that is what was said. Now, we're, we're going to compare that to Colorado's laws. Here are the six points of Colorado laws that are, that are similar or different than Georgia's. IDs such as driver's license and NSID are required to vote in person or absentee. Hmm, sounds like Georgia's. Voters can register through election day, so you can register to vote on election day and vote on election day. A lot of states have that. I think Illinois has that, but I'm not entirely sure. I, I'm, not, I'm sorry I'm not knowledgeable on that, you guys, because I registered like two years in advance because I moved and I said, register me to vote before the elections because I moved and I just, it makes it easier that way. I, so I don't know exactly how long events you need to register. Uh, there's only 15 days for in, for early in-person voting. Yes, it's two less, but it's two less days you have to vote in per, early in-person. Uh, ballots are universally mailed out to all voters. So even if you don't request a ballot, it gets mailed out to you. That can be seen as po- problematic because it, it changed custody. So it, it, could pro- it could be a problem. It could also be helpful just to give the, the fair point of view that it could help give ballots out to people who, don't, who forgot to request them. It could be beneficial. Approx- there's approximately one dropbox for every 9,400 active registered voters. So there's a lot of dropboxes per voter, but they are heavy. There's a lot of security around them, a lot of uh, features to prevent tampering with them. And uh, this is a quote. This is from their law comfort teams. Uh, I don't know how that's described, but they can distribute food and water to voters waiting in line as long as they're not campaigning within 100 feet of the polling place. So as long as you're not campaigning for someone, you can distribute food and water to people waiting in line. So you could have a church distribute food and water to people waiting in line as long as not politicking for someone else. So those are the differences and similarities between the laws and the major one that was pointed out to the why the MLB wanted to move it was the ID law being required, and then they moved to Colorado where they have voter ID laws. And this wasn't a recent decision to no. have voter ID. No. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm stepping in here. No, go ahead now. You've done a very, very good job of articulating the, the similarities and the differences between the two. But that's what I noticed right away is Colorado has had voter ID in place uh, longer than Georgia has. Yeah. And so for, I'm just going to say if, if the MLB wanted to move it out of Georgia, they should have done their homework on the laws of the state that they were moving it to, right. because there are quite a few similarities. Yes, there are some differences yeah. that you, you could be um, viewed differently by, by Georgia residents. But when you look at the, the main point of, um, what people are getting riled up about, about voter ID laws. I shouldn't have to have ID to, to, to vote. Well, we're moving it now to a state that has had that for some time. Yeah. And so if, if that's the, the leg that you're trying to stand on, you're going to fall over pretty quickly. Yeah. Also, the other problem is where could they move it to? Because New York has voter ID laws and actually laws stricter than that of Colorado. So, and, and MLB is located where in New York City. So that seems like a little bit of a problem there. Also, something I like to point out to people who suggest voter ID laws are, um, how do I put this politely, racist is, is the term that's thrown around there. You need a license to drive a car. 
buy alcohol, or even pick up your tickets at will call for MLB games. So if that is the case, then it, is, it should it should be deemed racist to require license to drive a car, buy alcohol, and pick up tickets at will call. Otherwise, at that point, it's, everything's one giant hypocrisy blanket, or one giant net of hypocrisy. My bad, pot of hypocrisy going around. It just doesn't make any sense in my estimation. Also, it would seem to apply that you're saying that a certain demographic doesn't know how to get a driver's license or CID, which seems ludicrous given how many people you see driving around in cars on a daily basis. Right. And uh, with the amount of folks that uh, presumably have a, a license and uh, by the amount of traffic we, we see in uh, a city such as Atlanta, and obviously there's more to the uh, state of Georgia than just Atlanta, but um, and uh, that's not what we're saying. It's just, you know, that, that this is only affecting uh, that the, the law is only affecting Atlanta. Obviously, there's there's outlying areas that are um, affected in various ways. But uh, you're you're right. I mean, you you have to have. I, all right. So here, here's here's uh, something. I had to have ID to purchase a lighter the other day. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. uh, and, and and not a cigarette lighter. Yep. I was buying a Bic lighter for my grill, one of those long stem. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, I, and I asked, why do I need to have ID? I'm, and not in a, an accusatory way. I, I showed, I complied because that's that's the law. But why do you have to be 18? It's because you have to be 18 to to buy tobacco and you have to show ID for that as well. So oh, uh, why, why? so I mean, when they when the, the grocery store explained that, I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, do I still think it's a bit silly? Sure, um, for, for the type of item that I, I, I'm buying. But I understand it because those two kind of would go hand in hand. Anyway, it's that same sort of premise. If now I have to have uh, the a, an ID to purchase something that I need to start my charcoal grill with, but we're now complaining about having to have ID to determine the fate of the country or your state, mm -hmm. then then that that to me I, I think. Um, some people may say it's comparing apples to oranges, but if I have to have ID to purchase something as trivial as a lighter, yeah. um, and uh, now we're complaining about uh, needing to have ID to uh, vote for the leaders of a um, city, state, or country, yeah. then I, I think our priorities are, are very skewed. Um, and and also, uh, let's 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 say this: Th those that think that it's it's an infringement on their voting. Uh, their, their right to vote. Maybe we should just do away with the universal background check for gun purchases because that's <laughs> an infringement upon the Second Amendment. And that is the only thing that I'm going to bring about uh, that. For, for that that topic. But if now we're going to say, oh, because I, I, I can't get an ID um, or shouldn't have to show an ID mm -hmm. to determine the fate of uh, the, the future leadership of the country, then I shouldn't have to pass a background check to purchase an item, so this, that, that, that's that's the argument that that has been played by uh, different sides of the aisle as well. Mm -hmm. Is are we now going to question everything that could be viewed as unfair or unnecessary or extensive? Do I think that uh, uh, that a, an ID is extensive? No. No. Do I, I do I think that some people are concerned about getting an ID or or having their their vote on record or, or trackable or whatever? That is, could be someone's mindset. That could be a that could be a fair thing to think, but at at, at some point you gotta say, well, we need to have. As you can tell, Tom and I both come with the mindset we need to have some way of making sure you are who you say you are when you vote. That way, we don't have dead people voting 
I come from the, the from Crook County, Illinois. Uh, it's actually spelled Cook, C-O-O-K, but there's a loud invisible R in there because of how the counties run. Uh, where we do know that there, there are dead people who vote on a fairly regular basis who have been dead for several years. And so it is an issue. Uh, I would also like to point out I did have to show ID to uh, buy WD, uh, WD-40 because it was an aerosol spray mm-hmm. and it could be used Same as a flamethrower. Yep, it could be used as a flamethrower so you or used as a hallucinogenic so you have to show ID to buy it. Bug spray too, man. Yeah, yeah, Bug yeah, spray. I, you know, I mean, so it seems silly, but I was like, hey, if we did show ID for that stuff, we probably should show it to uh, vote in a constitutional republic. We are not a democracy, people. If I see that one more time, if someone's saying this is democracy, I will lose my mind. Every and history teacher who taught this to you should be fired on the spot. I do not care what people think. If you if you say if someone says America's democracy one more time, I will lose my freaking mind because that's so stupid and ignorant that you don't understand the difference between a constitutional republic and democracy. Sorry. Uh, uh, and, that, that's one of the things that, that makes me lose my mind every time I and, see that. And to play off that, if we're going to say that people uh, are, um, if people are say, saying that and, and they're saying that it's, um, it's, it's not fair or because they, they don't know, they can't get a driver's license. Everyone can get a state ID. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they're free. I'm pretty it, sure you can, no, you, you can no, buy a small like $5 fee. You got to pay a fee. I, I think it's like $50 in Illinois. It, 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 Illinois is kind of like – Well, but it's Illinois, 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 Illinois taxes you at the ass. Excuse they, me. They, but they, I mean – Shove their hand up your anus, grab your money from your back pocket, and then ram it right back out because they believe that's the most efficient way of handling the citizenry. Of right. So <laughs> in, in a state outside of Illinois, state IDs – Driver's license, yeah. There's 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 fees associated with that that might be higher because you are uh, getting an ID that allows you to operate a motor motor vehicle. A state ID just proves that you exist. Yep. Yeah, it's and that you are who you say you are. It's a proof of address. Yeah. So if you really can't prove your address, there's there's something else going on that. Um, needs yeah. to be addressed that's yeah. a different type of address but th- that's all i'm going to say about it because there's no other way that i can say that without um coming off as a terrible person yeah so there so yeah i can understand that there's some instances where you do have homeless people who may not be able to vote that could be an issue i understand that is a fair it's a fair point i don't know how you rectify that to be honest with you i do not know how you rectify the situation however and, and we're not politicians no, and no. we we don't have the same minds in the room to um to, to get to those solutions. No, we, we so need, so yeah. you you and I you and I are not the uh, the minds to to come up with those solutions because we are not um, right next to and leading the the teams to to find those solutions. Well, also, um, we, if there was something that we could do, it, we would suggest it to our local um, senators and and uh, aldermen and and um, councils if yeah. if we could. But the truth of the matter is that is a very touchy subject and a very hard one to resolve. And the other problem is we both come from similar mindsets on this stuff. So we need someone with another mindset to help us work together to figure out solutions to these problems, which we seem to be lacking in our political leadership. But getting away from that, there are some other information we should probably dole out there for y'all to help you make better. So you guys can think about this a little bit more deeply. Um, just some demographics for you guys. Atlanta is 51% black. Denver is 92% black. Hmm. I, Nine I point. 9.2. 9. It sounded 2. like 92. I want to, I want to clarify. 9.2. 9. 9.2. So is it not, less than 10? Yeah, less than 10%. <laughs> so I was like, hmm. 
Is this really going to be helping the problem that we think it is? I don't think so. Uh, Jim Crow. Let's get into that. Let's go. Let's go into a history lesson with Chris here, because Chris has frequently teach history to many history people out there. Because a lot of history people who are dumb anuses about history. So Jim Crow <laughs> existed in the South. Uh, see former Confederate states of America. I'm not lumping in New Mexico, Arizona, all those other states who are southern part of the U.S. I'm talking about southeastern, you know, CUSA. Uh, areas and they were from around about 1865 to 1968, give or take. It's a roughly then when they were all off the books, uh, designed to keep African Americans below white people. That was the whole goal. Uh, there was African, there are some laws where African Americans were required to have written evidence of employment for the coming year each January. If they left before the end of the contract, they would be forced to forfeit earlier wages and subject to arrest. That seems dead wrong. Uh, in South Carolina, there were there was a law prohibiting African Americans from holding any other occupation besides farmer or servant unless they paid an annual tax from ten to one hundred dollars, which that's like eighteen sixties money. In twenty twenty one, that's one hundred sixty one dollars and thirty six cents to sixteen hundred thirteen dollars and fifty eight cents in twenty twenty one dollars. So imagine paying a sixteen hundred dollar fine for not being a farmer or a servant because you had a better job. That that's ridiculous. That's There's horrible. also anti-enticement measures where a person was punished if they offered higher wages to an African-American laborer already under a contract. So you could not even hire someone else to a better job if they were under a, con a un if they were already under a contract because that was that was I I don't know I don't know what the mindset is I can't even wrap my head around that. Uh, there are also a lot of incarcerated people were forced into labor camps which were essentially slave labor. And typically these were, and there's white and black both uh, dealt with this issue, but black offenders were typically received longer and much longer sentences than their white equal offenders. So like say two, one guy robbed a bank, one black guy robbed a bank, one white guy robbed a bank, white guy might get six months in jail. The black guy gets five years in jail or longer. So it, it's craziness like that. It's, it's not right. It should. It, it was. It's craziness. Also, this is the time of the KKK coming to prominence, which was not necessarily legal, but were considered extrajudicial force. They were considered to be Oof. above the law, helping the law in certain aspects because a lot of these police officers were former CUSA soldiers, and so they were kind of twisted in the in the braino. No other way of putting it. Uh, there are also Jim Crow laws that led to segregating public pools, schools, phone booths, hospitals, asylums, jails, resident homes, trains, and buses. Uh, New Orleans had a law that went so far as to mandate segregate prostitution by races. Think about that. Think about that for a second. You had segregated prostitution by races. That's just insane. In Atlanta, back in Jim Crow era, there were African Americans and white people used different Bibles to swear in a court of law. You had to use a different Bible. Gosh darn it, do people read the Bible? Sorry, losing track here. And just, just reading this makes me upset. Uh, marriage and cohabitation between white, white and black was strictly forbidden. It, it, it bad, J just awful. And then who? And then just a reminder, a history reminder for all those who wrote these laws back in 1860, 1960s, 1960s. Who wrote these laws? I mean. Based on what we know, they had to be the Republicans. It just had to be. No way. It was the Democrat Party pushing this nonsense because they were they were largely former CUSA soldiers who were Democrats who all fought against the North. Shocker. That's what happened. History lesson for you. So if you want to compare Jim Crow to voter ID, you are way off base and should get your head examined. 
Right, because all right. So to compare this to Jim Crow at all is completely misguided, because uh, I mean, really, what they're what they're doing is um, that they think it's unfair, and so they're trying to take a a radical approach to what they to a comparison to what they think is is unfair, and clearly, the, these laws that were uh, enacted during the you know eighteen sixties nineteen sixties were were wrong that they were the <laughs> much of what caused uh, issues in in the south and so like the, they're to compare something as, as simple as requiring id to vote so it's not it's not an infringement upon a a, a voter right a right to vote you still have hold on you still have the right to vote you still have the right to vote right. you still have everybody has the right to get an an id um Yep. In every state, yep. okay. So, so none of that is being infringed upon. You can go out and get your ID. You can go out and get your driver's license. You can go out and get the documentation to um, go out and vote. During this time, the Jim Crow was enacted <sighs> to suppress yep. oh, and yeah. oppress a group of people. Oh, this yeah. is not to oppress and suppress a group of people. This is to provide documentation to say, to, to prove that you are who you are. I cannot go, that's just to say that, you know, that Chris and I were, were both uh, Georgia residents. I can't go and say that I'm Chris and vote the way that I want to for Chris and then come back and say that I am me and vote the same way that I am, uh, that I want for myself. This is just to uh, control and I don't like using that word. This is just to control the uh, that the issues that we had um, brought up during the election this this past year of ballot harvesting and and, and such. And it's it's just a way as a safety net and as a a backup to say yes, this person is who they say they are. They can they can they can come in. No, this person did not provide ID, there's something fishy going on. And all right, for getting your driver's license at home, that's a different story. You can go back and get it because you still have it. Yep. Refusing to show an ID, that is something wrong. There is something wrong about not wanting to show an, an ID to, to get something. If, like I said, if you have to show an ID to get something as simple as, as a lighter, a bottle of booze, or a pack of cigarettes, but you don't want to show an ID to fulfill your your God-given right. <laughs> Nobody has the right to cigarettes. Nobody has the right to alcohol. Nobody has the right to even a Bic lighter for charcoal. But everybody has the right to vote. This is not hindering that right because everybody also has a right to an ID and proof of identification to maintain their right to vote. Right. Uh, and so to compare this to a time where rights were not given to all people is asinine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So three things for all, for you, for all, I would say not control as a secure is a better term that you're trying to get. Thank to, you. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm not yeah. great with words. So no, I appreciate no, no, that. No, secure. You're trying to secure to make sure things are been up. It's like anything in life. When you go to college, you have rules you have to follow, even if they're, even if they don't necessarily mesh with what you have for at the state level, like there are some colleges I know that are dry campuses, Concordia, Chicago, or Concordia River Forest, as it used to be called, a Lutheran college was a dry campus. 
Now, does that mean people sunk beers on campus? Yes, it did. I heard stories about it from actual uh, Christian DC, uh, Lutheran DCE uh, graduate students who knew, who sunk beer on the campus. So I've heard the stories, so I know it existed. But that that's not the same thing. Um, to quote Al Bundy, I'm going to give a quick quote about mm -hmm. going to vote in an election. I, and the name is Bundy, Al Bundy. And I'm here to serve my country. That's essentially what voting is. You're serving your country, and you have a right to do so. This law, the voting ID laws, like requiring a driver's license, is not discriminating against any one person necessarily. It's saying here, everyone has the ability to get one. Everyone has the right to get one. Here is not going to discriminate against anyone particularly, or even sub trying to do that. Thirdly, Excuse one more big go ahead. point. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, my stance on using Jim Crow, uh, Nazis, and uh, Jews in concentration camps. Do not use those tropes. Do not use those in comparisons. They're overwrought. They're typically wrong, and they're typically and they're overused. Stop using them, people, or I will lose my turd again. Those are those, there are two things that tick me off: morons and idiots. And I see a lot of them out there on social media about this stuff. So please stop it. You're making me lose my mind because I have a, I have a, my, Tom knows there's very few things that make me lose my cool. And is, and the biggest one dealing with morons and idiots who think they're smart. That's number one on my list. That I will lose my mind 10 times, uh, 10 times dealing with people like that. Because sometimes, you know, you, you just, you can't, fix the, the mindset of people who want to take that because by telling them that their their thinking is wrong they're they you immediately have lost them so by by saying because they have already made up their mind about what their opinion about it is the fact of that the matter is that the comparison between jim crow and the voter id law is not fact no. that is that is a group of people's opinions and it is misguided. And yes, that is my opinion. But no, 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 Hold on, hold on. My, my, no, no, no. My, my opinion about it is that they are misguided. No, the fact of it point. is, the fact of it is that they do not compare. No, yeah. My that opinion is, is that the people are misguided. The fact between the laws is that they don't compare. Yeah. That's my, that's my clarification. Okay. Yeah. People have opinions. Laws are fact. Yep. When you compare them side by side, they do not compare. Right. And, and let me say this as a phrase I like to say, you have you have every right to your opinion, and I have every right to tell your opinion is wrong and stupid. Deal with it. As I've said many that. times, as I say many times in Cove to many of our brothers and sisters in Christ, I said, Hey, you have every right to your opinion. I have every right to tell your opinion is wrong and stupid based on the biblical verses right here in front of your face. Right. And and a lot of this uh this um these conversations can happen about any topic yeah. i mean the the opinion versus opinion it just some it happens to talk about um you know when yeah. we get into this political issue is we're talking of opinions versus opinions but when you're comparing law versus law that is fact versus fact yeah, right. and um these two are not even in the same ballpark, not even in the same state, not even in the same country, as far apart as they are. As far as the East is from the West is how far apart these laws, laws are. Yeah, and so, I, I'd like to also clarify, I have everyone has the right to their opinion. I only call out stupid opinions when I call them stupid. Everyone else's opinions I think are valid and worthwhile talking about because they have because we have difference of opinions, but if they, I find them completely irrelevant and have no basis in fact or reason, I will then call it stupid clarification from Chris. 
<laughs> your stupidity has to be justified. <laughs> your stupid, your, my 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 disagreeing with you is is good if we have a difference that comes from rational points of view. If you if it comes from irrational points of view, then they're stupid. There you go. But moving away from from this, um, we we want to get into uh, an individual who has made his, his oh boy. way into the the headlines and, and not in a good way. No. And and of course we are are talking about Deshaun Watson of the Houston Texans and the the legal issues the the sexual assault um, claims that have been brought about in the the lawsuits that have ensued. So um, for a little bit of background, uh, there, there's over 20 women. I don't know the exact amount because it, it, it changes every day, but there are about, uh, there's 22. Um, I heard at one point as many as 25 came forward. Yeah. Um, so that's why I say it's, it, yeah. it really varies depending on the source that you see, that you use. But claiming that um, they, he sexual, sexually assaulted them, um, and or, or uh, harassed made, or harassed or, or harassed or harassed um not all of these involved um what what does constitute assault mm -hmm. but um many many of these actually took place in massage parlors at where he acted inappropriately and i, I just gotta say so there was there was one um one woman who um came forth to i i want to say it was to sports insider yep. sports um, illustrated Sports Illustrated. I couldn't remember because I know Sports Insider um, did uh, did the article as well uh, from a different point of view, or not different point of, point of view, but um, with uh, a different individual. Yeah. But um, the one that we we read that I, I sent you, Chris, was um, graphically detailed in yeah. what yeah. happened, and and the the woman's anonymity was yeah. uh, maintained. Mm -hmm. They gave her an alias and uh, did not state the name of the business, yeah. but. Uh, many of these businesses, many of the, these massage parlors um, were in the Houston area. Um, and uh, so the way that it was described was that he acted inappropriately in the situations in, in the, the in while while receiving a, a massage uh, and uh, in the sense that he would uh, remove a towel, remove a sheet, um, exposing himself to the women and or uh, taking it to uh and even Jeffrey further, Tubin levels. Yeah, it, it, a very inappropriate level um, that uh, no sane person um, should go to. Uh, it, truly, it was it, it was sick the way that it was described. Um, and we're not here to um, prosecute him or no. or to uh, decide the fate of the lawsuits, but if there's any truth in the article at all from, from that article, from the, the, the first person point of view, um, first person experience then. And if this was, this happened to any other remotely close to the number of women that have come forward, um, he, th there should be repercussions because what, what he did was, um, was completely out of line and uh, does constitute assault. Yeah. Um, and if you want that article, uh, we, we'd be more than happy to provide it to you. Just reach out to us. Um, I don't feel like we should um, no, 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 include no. that into no. a, a link on our page. It, yeah. But if you would like to uh, message our page, we can send it to you individually. It, but it, a little bit, it, it's, it's it's very graphic and not pleasant to read. No. Um, I mean, 
like Fifty Shades of Gray type. Um, I, I, would, I would say I would. I don't know. I've never read that guy. I don't think he's that far. I don't, I don't think is that far, but it's definitely like Seven Shades well, he, of Gray. He, he, <laughs> he went all the way. So I mean, it's it, it's it, not uh, it, it's not it's not a children's story no, to say no. that. A little bit of a, a timeline though, just uh, to know how things have progressed. March sixteenth of mm -hmm. this year, twenty twenty one. The first civil lawsuit was filed against him, Deshaun Watson. March 17th, Deshaun Watson denies these allegations, prompting the attorney for the woman to state that he had a dozen other women who had come forward and for whom he would be filing lawsuits on behalf of. So as soon as Deshaun Watson denies the claim, he says, hey, I have 12 other people who can say uh, they did the, that you did this. Between March 17th and April 15th, 21 Fifth. additional, Fifth. excuse me, April 5th. That's right. Yeah. Um, sorry. I, I, no, you're fine. Reading, reading isn't strong for me either. Pretty much words in general. Um, additional uh, 21 additional lawsuits on behalf of 21 women are filed against Deshaun Watson. So that makes 22 mm. lawsuits. So this is 21 additional in, in a, 21 additional from the first one that was filed on March, March 16th. Yep. So, this is not 21 in addition, in addition to the 12 or 13. This no. is like the 12 or so are included yep. in that 21. There are um, 22 so official lawsuits filed. There might be others right. who may have there, gone forward, but only 22 filed. Right. And so I think uh, it, it's uh, you could say that uh, of the other ones, they didn't want to get involved in a, a lawsuit for varying reasons. So if, right. if, any, if anything. So um, then on March 29th, uh, again, during this time that um, additional lawsuits were being filed, another female massage therapist came forward in a Sports Illustrated article, what we just yeah. um, described to you, and she graphically described her encounter with Deshaun Watson, and her story was corroborated by friends and family that Sports Illustrated reached out to, um, and, and what actually uh, also was brought in was um, private Instagram messages to uh, that were uh, proved that Deshaun Watson was uh, did have an appointment at the that um, crossed with the same timeline that the individual that shared this story um, stated so that his appointment was at that time and that he uh, over time sent harassing messages to her private Instagram um, to the point where she had to block him from the business yep. and her personal um, Instagram account and uh, across other social medias as well. Um, and, uh, and it got to the point where, um, Watson actually used a, his burner account, his, uh, secondary account to try to get into the messaging system as well. So it was going beyond the point of what happened in person to now a, a virtual harassment as well. Mm -hmm. Um, so all of these claim, all of the claims are eerily similar in how they took place. Um, the women are from different parts of the U.S. Um, several of them are from the Houston area, being that's where he is based. Um, but there has been no connection made between any of the women besides the fact that they gave massages to Deshaun Watson and all gave similar stories in the way that he inappropriately acted while he was receiving those massages. And just just for clarification, it is not uncommon for professional athletes to get oh, uh, massage therapy because of uh, you know the the, the muscular um, uh, tightness and tendencies. It, it's it, it it's allows a for sport. <laughs> it is a grueling sport, and um, some some medical opinions state that it can help in quicker recovery. Yeah. 
I don't think the the muscle that Deshaun was flexing is part of his uh, athletic career. Um, so I'm not going to take it any further than that because I'm already uncomfortable about talking. About oh, jeez, why did you hammer what, wrong like that? <laughs> well, so what we what we know about this is that there are 22 uh, women who have filed lawsuits again against Deshaun Watson, um, and they all are working in a, the same industry and had a similar experience. And so that that is to say that his behavior was consistent, and he didn't believe that it was wrong because he consistently yeah. acted in that way, and that. I think it shows some some issues beyond just physical. Yep. Yeah. So Tom laid out the timeline perfectly. Excellent job there, Senior Thompson. I got three things that came to my mind as you were talking. Two of them I thought before, and another one popped in my head as we were going. Oh boy. No, we apologize for not getting to this sooner. I know we alluded to this a couple episodes ago, but we've been off like for two weeks, so we apologize for getting to this around the same time as ESPCNN, NBC Sports, all those other stations, because they took two weeks to get to this as well. We probably should report on this earlier. We apologize for that. That's a derelict of duty as far as I'm concerned on my part for not at least making a post about this, so I apologize in advance. Uh, two, normally on these uh, – Type of lawsuits. I know uh, this is something that's that pointed out by Clay Travis on outcome coverage. Usually, it's a he said, she said thing. You you don't know who to believe in this case, but we have a he said, she 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 said. We're at fifteen right now. She said, she said, she said, she said, she said, she said, she said. Twenty two, and they're not selling seashells by the seashore either. In, in these stories, I'm impressed you got through that uh, yeah. with the right, right amount of she's I, the, the tongue twisters. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> but it's, it's one of those things like, oh my gosh, the level of this makes us have to talk about this and, and almost like we're we're vilifying it before. And but it's like, we're not trying to do that. We apologize if it sounds like that, but it's like you got 22 people, all the same stories. Yes, there's a lot of them from Houston, but a lot of them not from Houston. It's oh, it's kind of really creepy, people. We don't know how to, say, to be fair and say let let the court decide this without looking at this thing. Isn't looking for Deshaun Watson. And number three, something that Rich Eisen put on his podcast when he finally talked about this after three weeks, and he's a Daily Show, so I don't. I, I think that's a detriment. That's over three weeks to talk about this. It was actually on April seventh. I think he talked about this. He said. He's talked to a lot of NFL players in, in, during his life, and he says most of them have one massage therapist. They swear by it, and that's the only person allowed to to give them massages or handle their body in that manner. This is 22 women that we know of and more, because the woman in the SI article, she's not part of the lawsuit. She's not she's not part of the lawsuit. So that's 23 at least right. that, we, that we know of who he had got massages from. That's a little bit weird, people. And it's a little bit weird. And to your to your point about about that, to his point, is uh, there's there's a certain level of trust when you get to that um, that point in your career that you want to have the best for your body um, and the maintenance of that. So, I mean, we we learned in the past few months that uh, Russell Wilson spends about a million dollar on his health and fitness yep. and nutrition um, uh, per year, and and you you so. To say that um, you know a, a person or an individual, a quarterback, wants to trust the person that is helping in their recovery, yeah. I'm going to say that I'm just going to give the benefit of the doubt in most cases that massage is for the recovery. Yeah. 
Um, and for an individual to have a, a consistent um, story in the way that, or, or a story of behavior in the way that he's acting, and it's not just with one individual. If it was with one into one individual, it still doesn't make it any any better. But um, there's a different type of relationship I can I could imagine. I'm not going to say that 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 um, changes how this this outcome uh, should be. But to say that he was uh, willing to go out and do this to um, uh, over over 20 women that we know of yep. um, shows that his intent was not to do this for. Uh, recovery for his for athletics he had he had other intentions mm -hmm. and i think the behavior that was outlined in the sports illustrated article graphically detailed those intentions so it, it 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 was not for the maintenance of the the temple that is uh your your athletic body mm -hmm. it was it was done for personal gain it was it, it's a very it's like like i said it's hard to talk about well. vilifying it because like Dude, you have twenty-two. We have twenty-plus women coming out against you, saying that you did this, and they don't know each other. Kind of hard to not say that they're that there's probably they're, when there's smoke, there's fire, and there's a heck of a lot of smoke. This is probably a forest fire, especially when you start on April seventh, one day after my birthday. By the way, Nike and Beats by Dre suspend their endorsements of Deshaun Watson, so they said no mas. Tapping out, we're done. So you have to uh, imagine if the NFL has any standards on this, he will probably be suspended. Consider Zeke Elliott got six games. For nothing near this, he got six games for nothing near this. I, I agree. So he's I probably agree. And he's going to get suspended. It's just a matter of how many yeah, games at this he, point. He he should be, uh, yeah. and I and I hope that. The, but the, or the league has not really made much of a statement about it. Uh, I well, mean, they're, they're waiting. What they're waiting, but what are they? What I mean, I know that there's not really much that they can say. Like, oh yeah, we support Deshaun, but wait, we're going to suspend him if he if this goes anywhere. Personally. <laughs> And this is me personally, as as a logically thinking individual, um, I think they need to get ahead of this, suspend him until the uh, lawsuits are through. Yep. Because until until that point, you don't know, and until that point, the story is only only going to get heavier and heavier. So I, I uh, truly, from a an administrative standpoint in the league, they need to realize. The, the depth of the situation and understand that this could have long lasting repercussions for the league if they don't do anything about it, because then that, that is condoning the behavior um, or, or at least having the perception of condoning it. And, and yes, you, I, I, I agree that uh, it, to a degree you want to support your players because they make the league what it is. Mm -hmm. But in a situation like this, where there is a consistent pattern of behavior and a large number of people coming forth and filing lawsuits, you have to take action to protect your league. Yeah. Because if you're allowing players like that to continue to play when a story comes out, and yes, there are stories that don't come out, and that's horrible. Yeah. But now that this has been released to the public, if you don't do anything about it, you look weak. Yeah, and this is um, again point of order. These are civil lawsuits. These are not actual police lawsuits. They they haven't given information to the police now, so we don't know where that's going from a a, a legal standpoint. Because civil lawsuits have a lower burden of proof needed. You don't need beyond a reasonable doubt. You just need to prove it. It could a most likely did happen. Legal lawsuits are a a. Uh, uh, and not really legal. What about I say a criminal lawsuit? Different story. You have to prove beyond a reasonable doubt it happened. So if this becomes criminal, gosh, 
good golly almighty, that means there's it's it's mo they can, they can easily argue most likely it happened, which is not a good sign for Deshaun Watson or the league. Considering the league, uh, what they went through with Ray Rice, remember this is like 10 years removed from Ray Rice, where Ray oh, Rice cold cocked his, his fiance, knocked her out, and the league didn't even suspend him. And then the video comes out, and they said, Oh, poop. We didn't realize this was this bad. Knocked and they didn't request the elevator, dragged her out by the hair. I mean, good. I mean, they, they didn't watch the video. They did not even request the video to see what happened. So the you league, have, as a league, you have to do your due diligence, man. So we're not we're not advocating anyone should be suspended without evidence. We're saying that you need evidence to do this and say, okay, let's just suspend them for uh, put him in the commissioner's exempt list, list, so he can't participate in any, any NFL activities. And then we will throw out his full uh, suspension based on what comes out in their investigation by the police and by these lawsuits because there, there's no other good way of going about this. It just looks like you're trying to – because you're trying to straddle two planes that a political ideology has been straddling for a while now that we must believe all types of people from one side or one demographic or another regardless on how much sense they make. Now we're at a point where those two sides have collided, and you're like, uh, duh, what do we do? We have we have one side we need to believe all people of the other side we need to believe all people of, and now they've meshed together in one ugly catastrophe. Instead of just looking at the facts, they're just trying to not offend people and communities. That's right. me to, to not go political on a very much illegal issue. <laughs> And I think you articulated that about as, as uh, diplomatically as we as we can. Um, so all that being said, this is this is going to even all right, even if um, this doesn't get taken to criminal uh, to criminal lawsuits, um, this is going to affect his trade stock. This is going to affect his career. Yep. Um, beyond this, because no one wants to hire a guy like that. No, no. one should want. No, no one should want. No to one should. Let's be no clear. Should Holly, Hollywood might. <laughs> Well, that's a different that's a different target. discussion. Sorry, but, guys, I had to go there. This is this is now a guy who could be looking at maybe maybe small one year deals, but he will never get the blockbuster deal that he wants or thinks that he is worth. Because at this point, he has taken his name out of that equation um, by doing. He did this to himself. If this if this, this is true, he did this to himself. He knew what he was doing was wrong, and, and, and this is all assuming that this is true. Yeah. Um, but I don't believe that there will be anyone who is willing to give him a long-term deal, knowing that this is the type of person that they are bringing into their locker room. And so that's my personal opinion. I don't, and and by long-term deal, I'm talking five years plus. Uh, so I, I'm I'm thinking he might get one to three-year deals at most. Um, if this is um, if if all of this is true, so and I don't want to see a guy with that much talent go down the drain, but at the same point, or at the same time, he's he's the one who's um, kind of opening up the floodgates to himself. Yeah, uh, um, 
Okay, how do I put this? He could still get a major contract if he shows he has changed himself. Because remember, Michael Vick spent two years in jail for dogfighting and then got a six-year, $100 million contract by the Eagles because he approved he was a changed man. He has proved that throughout the rest of his life he is a changed man. So it's still possible. It's just going to be – I doubt it very much that it happens. Uh, is think, of, that, right, think of the PR side of things. I, I, I know. I, I know. Think about the PR side though of dog fighting with Michael Vick. He still oh, got yeah. the one hundred million dollar contract for six years. It still happened. All right, but All right. It, it could happen. I'm not throwing out. I'm saying it's more likely than not it does not happen. Also, Ezekiel Elliott uh, did not have any uh, criminal lawsuit against him. He still sat out six games for one person for one woman alleging something happened. This is twenty two women alleging the same exact thing. There's no way he gets less than eight than a year, in my estimation, by the league. You can't do any, any less than a year suspension. And um, yeah, I had another point I was going to think about, but I lost it. Gosh darn it, I lost it. I lost the point. It was a good one. Gosh darn it, it was a <laughs> well, good one too. I lost it. It, it, it went poof in my, in my brain. It, dis, uh, it disappeared. My brain disappeared well, to be working on me. How about this? If you think of it during the outro, yeah. you can interrupt me. Yeah. Um, if you if you want to um, state your opinions on either of these yeah. matters um, regarding the MLB moving the All Star Game or Deshaun Watson and his uh, legal issues that have come about, um, please leave comments on our Facebook post for this this link. Um, we're, we're open to conversation. If you don't want to have a public conversation about this, please message us about it because we're more than willing to talk about it, oh, yeah. but we know that these are touchy subjects that, uh, you know, keyboard warriors love to, um, bring about, and we don't want to, um, bring a bad name to our ourselves by something that was hastily posted, um, to Facebook by, by either, either party. And so if you want to have a conversation, we can have a civil conversation about this. Um, so please feel free to email or, or message us on this. Um, or if you have a, a civil comment to, to make on the Facebook post, um, feel free to leave it. But any um, harsh or hateful uh, remarks, uh, please keep that to yourself or save that for private messaging because these are, are very touchy subjects that we're, we're trying to navigate ourselves. And um, we don't want any individual trying to... Uh, <laughs> trying to to have a, a barn burner of a conversation in a comment section when we can civilly handle it outside of that. Yeah, we're trying to not be political. Uh, those of us who know our, our sense on most of these things can probably guess where we lean on these things. And so we're – well, mainly with the Georgia law, that's more political. With the Sean Watson case, we're just trying to be as judicial as possible and trying to say, here, here's what happened. Here's our thoughts on this. We're not trying to vilify it beforehand, but it, it doesn't look good. We're just trying to be honest with you because there's no good way of going about this without saying, dude, it doesn't look good. Um, but with that being said, you also email us at sports and more with CT, capital C, capital T at gmail.com. If you want to do it that way, because that might be a, a safer way of going about it, considering we don't have any email. So if we see an email in there, we'll know something happened and we should probably get back to you on that. You'll and definitely yeah, get our attention that yeah, way. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I definitely lost the time to run to. I don't know what the point was. I'll probably text you it later today. <laughs> it's all right, man. Hey, you can also go to our anchor page, Spotify, where our Apple Podcast, or anywhere else that you get your your podcast to download this episode and any future episodes we create. Uh, we we love if you would go back and check out our, our prior episodes as well. Um, we had a lot of fun making them, and we'll continue to have a lot of fun making these. 
So go if you appreciate our, our channel, our, our page, go and listen to those ones as well. We, we appreciate you for doing that for us. Oh, absolutely. Thank you guys so much for all of you listening. It was like, I think all of you, probably the tens and tens of people who dealt with our ridiculous ramblings antics on these very, very touchy subjects that we do not want to discuss, but we have no pun to intended. because they are, dang it, because they are very, <laughs> very uh, difficult to discuss without going into politics. We're trying to keep this not political, but when they interfere into sports, we kind of get. Uh, um, um, uh, I'm trying to say riled up. up, riled up. We're trying. We get- I'm trying. And we we're kind of um, in a not very good situation with covering these without going into political points of view. I was trying to make sure I couldn't get. It. That's what she said. Pun in there. there. <laughs> <laughs> from you, so that's why I went with instead of something else. I was going to, about six other things that went. I, I said, uh, that's a nope. Tom's gonna say that's what she said. Nope. Tom's gonna say that's what she said. Nope. Tom's gonna say that's what she said. Nope. <laughs> hey, you, you can you can share those with me when we're done recording, just so I can I, I can still you know satisfy that that, that that's what she said. Need um, our next episode's creation date is uh, to be decided at this point. Um, please keep an eye on the Facebook page for an update regarding that next next episode. Uh, we're going to try to uh, come back bringing more content to you. Obviously, we're getting into uh, summer months soon in, in the next couple of months. And so uh, with that, more summer activities uh, from us and uh, less availability. But um, with that, still trying to bring as much content to you as possible. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And until the next episode, please, as always, stay safe and healthy. Sports and more with Chris and Tom is brought to you by no one. All non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted during each segment.